spin move right I'm up the middle Welcome to Cuyamaca Conversations My name is Taylor Smith I'm the chair of the performing arts department at Cuyamaca College My guest on the show today is a San Diego based rapper named Sham Black In addition to making music Sham also runs a clothing line called Waves in the Tide In our conversation we talk a bit about the overlap between trying to run the clothing line and trying to make money as a musician. The track we heard on the intro is one of Sham's. It's called Breathing Steady. Well, Sham Black, thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me. So how you doing? Man, I'm good, man. A little rush today, running around up and down the five, but, you know, we're getting it done. Yeah. So why don't you give us a little bit of an introduction to yourself? Who are you? What do you do with music? I and bet, man. My, my name is Sham Black. I'm from the Spooky Gang. Shout out to all my spookies. <clears throat> and uh, I'm a musician. I'm a rapper. So how long have you been doing your you as a, as a solo artist, as a rapper yourself? How long have you been up to that? Uh, I've been a solo artist since about like 2013 is when I dropped my first solo project. But I've been making music since I was about eight years old. My, my cousins. We used to try to be like Bone Thugs and rap all fast. We used to have some cassettes, some Maxwell cassettes. And uh, yeah, man, we used to just record on those. But uh, like being a rapper, taking it taking it seriously though, I I just recently started taking it seriously about like, I want to say like, uh, I want to say like August 2019 is when I, Excuse me. It's when I started to 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 venture out to try to make some money off it and to profit off of it and to monetize it. So so late 2019, which is not long before kind of everything closed down, right? right. I mean, yeah, yeah. Everything's been shut down since what, like March or so of 2020. Yeah, March of 2020. So were you able? What have you done then? Like you say, that's when you kind of started taking it seriously. So what have you been up to then? Uh, yeah. So so um, I had this idea, man. I'm also an entrepreneur, man. I'm a businessman, you know, and uh, I have my business, uh, Waves in the Tide. So um, when I started to when I started to rap seriously and I started to take the music a little bit more serious and venture out there, I felt like I needed to have um, something else aside from just the music, something else to push it. So I created this clothing line where um, I absorbed uh, another friend of mine's um, line and then I kind of just um, started to sell it. He created the image and the designs and stuff and then I just was able to to monetize it and sell it at sell it for retail because I, I ended up buying my wholesale, I ended up getting my wholesale license. But um, yeah, once, once, uh, once COVID hit, man, <laughs> he really saw what it was, really saw what it was. Yeah. So now I think I think you mentioned to me before um, that you actually put out a release back in like what October, November or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I had dropped my first my first single since getting back active um, called Bad Sham, and I performed it at a hip hop Weds on an open mic day on on an open mic Wednesday. Um, I'm not sure if it was the Elbow Room or not, but uh, yeah, I had I had signed up for an open mic. Went in, um, did my thing, and that was kind of my head nod that I needed to to have the confidence to go forward. You know, that was official. Like, okay, boom, it's cracking. Yeah. So now, if somebody was curious, like, where could they go find that? Where is that available right now? Uh, so the the name of the song that I performed is Bad Sham, and you can find that on all streaming platforms. You know, just um, Google or, or or just type in Sham Black. That's S H A M B L space B L A K. 
S-H-A-M space B-L-A-K. You can find me on all streaming platforms, YouTube, all that. And at the moment, is it just the one track up there, or do you have more than that? No, I got I got a few tracks. Uh, my latest EP is called uh, The Shamrock, and um, that's um, produced by my boy Rob Rockley. That's a three-piece. We just kind of followed the Shamrock and uh, the the Shamrock teaching, St. Patrick's teachings, you know, the... Um, the um the son the father and the holy spirit you know and it sounds a little bit more um religious than it really is it's it's almost like i'm saying that i'm the you know what i mean i'm the priest and i'm preaching to the people you know these are my sermons but i'm just you know i'm on there talking my talk i'm on there doing my thing you know talking about some bars and stuff like that yeah cool so now you grew up here in san diego right yeah i'm from san diego i grew up uh I grew up off at of 30th and Clay Street. Okay. And so, but then you, uh, you haven't been here this whole time. Like you, you were in the military or something. Is that right? Yeah. So, um, once I graduated high school, I went to college, I went to San Diego city college and I was doing my thing there, but you know, um, it didn't really feel like college though. I mean, it was college cause I was doing the work and I was going to the school, but a lot of the times I was just kicking it with the homies, you know what I'm saying? Um, doing what rappers do, I guess. You know, I was I was into a lot of activities, man, and uh, I ended up some things happened. I ended up getting shot, and then I ended up joining the military, which uh, ended up taking me away from San Diego for ten years. But I will always come back to the town and tap in. I had some other friends of mine that uh, rapped that I was involved. I used to be a part of a group called Black Flame, and um, they would still be doing their thing. And then I ended up being a part of another group called Score Squad, which was my older brother. And uh, my best friend they ended up forming a group, and then I, I kind of got absorbed into that. And uh, it was called it was called Score Squad, you know, and it had some other members in there too. But um, yeah, I was I was rocking with them. So whenever wherever they went, whatever they did, I tapped in with that. But also, man, I had a whole career in the military. So you know, um, it at first it was kind of like it was kind of like easy for me to dis to you know to to shed the military coat for a couple weeks, come back here and do my thing. And I was taking it back to, I was uh, stationed in Colorado at Fort Carson. So I was taking it back there, you know what I mean? Trying to um, branch my roots there in Colorado while the homies did their thing here in San Diego. But um, I ended up getting promoted and then I ended up like feeling like, you know, I had to like put down the, put down the fantasy to, to kind of, you know, be the, you know, be the leader that I knew I was. And um, to some degree it was true, but also you know, they say if, if, if you love anything, you let it go and it comes back, you know, it's meant to be. And that's how I felt about the music, even though I had let it go for so long. Um, like I said, I dropped the tape in 2013 and then boom, you really didn't hear nothing from me until 2019, you know, so. Yeah, interesting. So now um, when people think of San Diego, uh, it doesn't seem like it has for somebody from the outside doesn't seem like a, a town with like a big hip-hop presence um, right is that is that a misconception or is it kind of a small scene here in san diego in your well, opinion at least in my opinion um san diego isn't as big as we believe it to be you know um it's really small the world is really small truth be told but san diego is just a fraction of that you know and uh, one thing that san diego does is this uh constant reminder that um, there are pockets of very uh, of talent in every city, you know. On the San Diego hip hop scene, it's, 
it's big and it's small at the same time because it stretched up to Oceanside, you know, um, it, it stretched it stretch all the way up that way. And then even from my previous experience, I mean, I, I've, I've been part of shows all the way out in El Centro, you know, so uh, yeah, it, it stretched it stretch far and wide. So to answer your question, man, um, San Diego, that's not the first thing you're gonna think of when you think of San Diego, you know, you're not gonna think of like hip hop. You're gonna think of like when I was in the military doing my thing, traveling and whatnot, people will always associate San Diego with the zoo or with SeaWorld, right, right. you know? Those are those are the two things. And then I, I think like at one point, like right before right before Donald Trump got elected, they were saying like a, a, a popular thing people would say is like, oh, isn't uh, Coronado, the I think the medical facility or, or one of the facilities in, in Coronado was kind of like shaped like the swastika. So, I mean, no, it's the first thing, you're not going to think of hip hop when you think of San Diego. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, right. Uh, interesting. Now, with the clothing line that you've got, waves in the tide that is kind of a little bit more of an obvious connection right because it's isn't it kind of like a surf skate kind of vibe that yeah. it's got going on yeah definitely has a so it's a waves in the tide is a urban surfer urban surfer apparel you know um i felt like you know there's not a lot of black representation on the waters in that nature and so that's where i wanted to venture at um i grew up skateboarding I grew up influenced by skateboarding, and then when I moved to Colorado, um, I started getting into snowboarding. So, you know, I've always been active like that. Some people call it white boy, white people shit. <laughs> Excuse my language. <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah, no, I, grew, I like water activities like that, you know. <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, that was my thing. I had took a surfing lesson, and I went out there, and I liked it, and I enjoyed it. And I said, damn, man, ain't a lot of black people out here. So I wanted to kind of make make you know set my flag there and do that so we have a um we have like a surfer apparel kind of approach you know and then plus you know um another thing behind it because it has it has a couple meetings one of the other meanings is waves in the tide is that like we are all waves in the tide you know and the tide is 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 created by the waves you know no two waves are the same no two waves have the same piece of earth so you know that speaks to our individuality you know what I mean? And together we create the tide. So it's, it's almost like, you know, a teamwork thing, you know, um, waves in a tide. It, the tide is made out of waves. And so, you know, that's another meaning for it. But then also. Sure, that's, that's cool. I, I like that. And then I broke down waves. And then um, so waves just stand for um, we are very engaged. So, you know, it's for it's for it's for the people that's in their headspace, the thinkers, the creators. It's for the people that's trying to give back. It's for the people that's disengaged. No matter, you know, anything positive, anything that has some substance and and that and that's bigger than yourself. Very cool. Now, do you find that uh, running the clothing business and trying to attract fans to your music, how much are those similar and how much are those different? Well, I would say they're similar because, you know, um, especially nowadays we're going viral and being popular and you know, one to be the number one spot or want to attain the number one spot and whatever kind of definition you want to break that down in. Um, the music and the clothes are very similar. You know, you both have, they both, the music and the clothes both have to be unique enough to stand on their own, but familiar enough for, you know, um, people to digest them. And it's not like you walking around with a pumpkin on your head. You know, talking about this is fashion, like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it has to be it has to be unique enough to say, oh, that's different. But it has to be familiar enough to say, I will wear that. 
you know so um and that's how the music is too the music has to be unique enough for someone to say dang he ain't like nobody else i heard before but you know familiar enough to be like yeah this fits right into this playlist you know it, it's not it's not we going from you know, Lil John and them to um, to Garth Brooks in the same you know five minutes. You know, yeah, to, yeah. To, to carry different energy. So that's how the music and the and the, and the clothes is the same. But then they're different because you know um, the clothing is tangible, and the music it is tangible, but it's not tangible. It's it's a lot easier to change the song than to throw out a sweater. And I think also I, I'm wondering, um, especially nowadays, say, you know, 25, 30 years ago, music was more tangible in that you would buy a plastic disc yeah. or a little cassette tape. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, but nowadays, getting convincing people to give you money in exchange for music is hard. Yes. Uh, convincing so, them to convincing them to give you money in exchange for a T-shirt. Like that's something they can wrap their heads around. They're fine. Simple. With that. Yeah. But saying, hey, give me, you know, give me 20 bucks and I'll give you some digital files with music on them. Like, that's a very different uh, dynamic. Mm-hmm. So I would imagine that that's, that's kind of tricky to, to yeah. try to balance both of those worlds. Yeah, it's very tricky, man. And, um, but see, one thing, I, my, and my, and my um, approach, my strategic approach, is very much of a bait and switch. You know, it's um, you, you, you buy the clothes, you get the music. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, and and that's one way I could I could push it together, without separating the two and trying to have one stand on its own. And I, the clothes is gonna sell regardless. The clothes is gonna stand because, like I said, it's unique enough to say that's different, but it's familiar enough to be like I would wear that. You know, and and yeah, I totally. feel, yeah, I feel like I could I could get that over and over. I could get that repetition and I could build that following. And it's the same with the music. You know, the music is unique enough to stand on its own, but it's familiar enough to say, yeah, that sounds like something I would listen to. And so even though I might not be able to get people to buy the physical of the music or even buy the iTunes or the Spotify, but to get them familiar with it, but also um, merging them to where the clothes kind of, the music is the ad for the clothing. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. So the music would be familiar enough to put behind the clothing image or um or um or or video, you know what I'm saying? The visual and get people to say, "Oh, I like that energy that that's created." You know, yeah. I like that vibe, I like that wave for for <laughs> pun intended. Yeah, right, totally. <laughs> so he, so here's kind of a funny trip into my my childhood. So, uh I grew up in Riverside County. Okay. And um pretty conservative town pretty conservative family mm-hmm. um and uh i grew up in, i was in high school in the 90s and i uh was pretty into music but i was not into hip-hop right all. right uh my parents probably would have flipped out <laughs> if i had gone <laughs> pretty far into that uh but of course it was around and i had kids in my school who would wear Sometimes, you know, T-shirts for bands and various things. And so I remember seeing uh, some friends of friends and, and acquaintances and stuff that were wearing Wu-Tang shirts. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea what that was. Right. I thought, like, because I, I just had no concept of, or no, not, not concept, but like no connection to that world. So I literally thought Wu-Tang Clan was a clothing brand. 
Because, <laughs> like, why? I didn't know any better, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it, and it was always the same imagery. It's always, like, a black shirt with yellow lettering on it, you know? Yeah. And it says Wu-Tang on it. And I was like, okay, I guess that's just some sort of clothing brand, you know, because <laughs> I didn't know any better. Right. But in a way, like, it's kind of similar to what you're saying, which is that, like, those two things, the imagery of what Wu-Tang was about mm-hmm. was, like, so powerfully connected to clothing and stickers and stuff like that that it became almost like a clothing brand Mm -hmm. as much as it was a hip-hop collective and and group of people in that it was just like very powerful visually the way they represented themselves does that make sense yeah so much so that like me some dumb white kid in the suburbs didn't know any better he just thought it was (laughs) (laughs) i just thought it was a clothing brand Right, right um and so sometimes artists are able to do that to like to like marry their musical output mm-hmm. with some sort of physical tangible thing like t-shirts or stickers or whatever right yep, yep. to make them so that they're like inseparable yep uh now for me the inseparable part was a little bit missed on me because i didn't realize that there was a whole musical side to that you know i just thought it was fashion right uh, but but i do think that there's a powerful way to connect visual symbols including clothing with people's musical output yeah man and so i it, think it's I, th- I think it's cool that you kind of got one foot in each each of those camps appreciate it appreciate it everything is possible man whatever you want to do you could do as long as you put the work in as long as you dedicate it as long as you're willing to sacrifice to get it man you can do whatever you want to do and so that's my end goal you know my uh, it's tied yeah. into it you know I'm, i feel like i'm a really good salesman um I feel like I have some very, very strategic marketing strategy, you know, marketing ideas. And um, yeah. I feel like I got a good sense of, of, of trends, you know. And so this is, this is my, this is my hat being thrown into the pot. And there, I mean, yeah, there's cool. still more stuff that I want to do too. You know, I, I like the visuals. Excuse me. I like the way things look. So, I, I, you know, I feel like I haven't even really got my hands all the way in yet. I'm just barely getting familiar with what works and how things works and getting to create. But, you know, I, like I, like you said, man, um, we started this journey in 2019. So we've had a year, you know, um, due to COVID, we had a year to really fester and really kind of sit with it and bubble with it. And, man, it's been doing it's been doing decent, you know. It's been doing real good. It's been doing real good. I've seen, seen a decent amount of return on it, and so um, it gave me some, it gave me some courage and some, and some confidence to say, okay, I'm gonna step out here like this, for the big bang. I, you know, again. No, that's me. great, man. Because I know a lot of people over the last year have just been struggling, you know, yeah, to to, to get any sort of attention. Um, you know, nobody's playing gigs. Uh, concerts don't really happen. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people have been struggling a lot. So that's great that you've actually been able to like, you know, really um, almost literally start during this pandemic. And, and it has not been, uh, it's been a success story for you basically is what I'm getting at. That's good. Definitely been a success story, man. And, and, and it, and it shows what's, you know, what I have, um, what I'm capable of, you know, with a little bit more yeah. room. Once once they give us a little bit of more room. I just got my first vaccine shot today. So, you know. Um, so we're on our way. Yeah, we're on our way. Once the things get to rolling, we definitely going to crack it up. We're going we're gonna to turn it up and we're going to get it cracking, you know. Um, yeah. It's exciting. I haven't really had no paid gigs, per se. Um, 
because obviously people ain't doing no shows or nothing like that. But I have been performing virtually. So a lot of um, Zoom performances, a lot of just Instagram battles and things of that nature. Um, a lot of stuff online, you know, because that's where it was going. I seen it going there. I went there with it. I rolled with the punches. And um, yeah, man, I think I think I was able to get a good set of good foundation. And, 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 and set a good, um, a stable foundation, a solid foundation, if you would, to really be able to stand on and, and sell myself. Because, I mean, ideally, nobody wants to buy something that that they're just guessing about, you know, it's like a mystery box, you know? So I, I, was able yeah. to, I was able to paint this picture to give people an idea of, hey, this is what I'm selling. Not just the clothes too, you know, but if you want the clothes, come here and you can get them you know, so, and that's all parts to the community, you know, like the hip hop community. Um, I haven't stepped out to any other city and really seen how their community works yet, you know, but I can tell you how San Diego's community works. And man, San Diego has one of the most in tune hip hop communities, you know, it's, um, it's very supportive. It's very talented. Um, it's very progressive, you know, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. man, it, it, it's, it's, sometimes it feels like it's fake. <laughs> it's like so, this cannot be real. Totally. So, so speaking of that, is there anybody here locally that has been kind of like maybe a mentor, or people that you've been really able to like rely upon as you've been building this this uh, brand, both for the clothing and for your music? Is there anybody that you um, can really point to as like a pivotal person in that process process for you? Yeah, definitely, man. There's a, there's many a people that's um that's yeah. I mean, I don't want you to feel like you need to name every single person, but I'm just curious, <laughs> yeah. you know. But the, to highlight the, to highlight the ones, man. Shout out to my sound lounge team for getting my sound cracking <laughs> and keeping my sound together. You know, shout out to my manager Hook. Um, shout out to my big sister Shelly Jane and also my engineer. Um, you know, they, they're they're the reason behind a lot of the musical work. But then, like even for my even for my videography and and and, and uh, my my visual work, you know, uh, my boy Ag Munez, um, he's one of my behind the scenes. He does my he does some awesome work. Um, a couple of my shooters, my photographers, um, Diego Luna and um, and Big Hobie, Big Hoagie, aka <laughs> uh, Jose. Jose Z, I can't, I never remember his real name. I just always call him Hokey though. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, they, they, they're my photographers and they do, they, they do my photography work for my clothes. And um, man, there's some talented people. And then shout out to all my models, of course. Um, yeah, you know, that, that's the core of it. But even bigger than that, man, shout out to my Spookies. You know, my Spookies held me down. And uh, Spooky yeah. Gang is a, um, Spooky Gang is a, is a rap group amongst the hip hop scene that, you know, became very popular very quickly. And um, one of the things about Spooky Gang was, you know, everybody, when when the artist from Spooky Gang gets on stage and and they kind of get the crowd involved, they do this spooky chant. And man, it could really give you goosebumps, you know, because it's so vibrational. It's it's really inclusive, you know, And, and once you feel that, you have no choice but to have a good time the energy is like it rises up in you man and so you know they say love yourself if you love yourselves let me get a spooky you know and if you're feeling good today and just all about pushing positive energy so you know but um yeah big ups to them because without them man i i wouldn't i really I, it would have been a little bit more difficult to 
to build a platform or to even, you know, a solid platform at that. You can always build a platform, but a solid one and a lasting one and one that have like a little bit of meaning, you know, kind of resonates a little different. Yeah. And anybody in any field, you know, is always kind of building on top of and and adjacent to other people who are who are part of that community. So it's always great to be able to um, to have those connections because that Definitely. just makes your your foundation stronger, you know? Yeah. Well, hey, so so if we wanted to send some people your way uh, online, where could we send them? You can send it to my Instagram page. That's uh, S-H-A-M underscore B-L-A-K. Or you can send a, yeah, just send it to my Instagram page and that's really going to be where you're going to get everything at. Um, I, I really, I really, that's like my launching pad for anything Sham Black, really. You want to get a taste of it, um, boom, tap in there. And from there, you know, you can find ways to get to my business page, Waves in the Tide, or my fellow spookies and my spooky brother and sisters. Um, you can definitely tap in through, um, through Instagram. We on there too, Spooky Gang 619 you know, like that. But I, I wanted to go back real quick and, and also give a big shout out to the vendors and the people that jump through hoops that don't really get the praise that you know um a lot of the artists that get for performing or 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 or, or being you know then the artists and and those people man without those venues without those like hip-hop at the spots or vida negra and porta music protests or hope for homeless music protests or the pure art performances that they have the soul swap meets and the 1835s and the walk the block san diego's you know without those little outlets it'd be difficult for artists like myself to really have a place to display the music, you know, or or, or like my big bro, the big OG homie, Tri Boogie, and, and West Coast, um, Boom Bap, and um, San Diego Rap, and, you know, all, the, all those spaces like that, you know, without those guys, without those people, individuals, groups, and, and, and places to host, you know, some of the up-and-coming San Diego artists, man, it really would be hard to even find us, so... I just wanted yeah, to say that's that. Great. But yeah, you can find yeah, me on all too. platforms at uh, Sham Black. That's S H A M B L A K. S H A M B L A K. Yeah, you can find me on all platforms, man. Just tap that in, run it up. Awesome. Well, thank you for talking to me, man. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. And and best of luck for uh, the upcoming, as things get back to normal. Hopefully, we can start playing some shows and. Get some people out there, all that stuff. Definitely, definitely, man. I can't wait to to be able to run amok again, man. Back to doing <laughs> hood rat things with my hood rat friends. Totally, man. All right, yeah. thank you. Yeah, most definitely. And here is another song by Sham Black called Outlaw. I believed it, then I achieved it. They think it's money, I call it reason. 